everybody. I'm Welcome Matt. Back. I'm Jimmy. We are Two Average Guys. Glad to have you back on the show. Here to talk about our uh, our game this past uh, Friday against Iowa. Um, so Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, I hope everyone did. Um, you know, We're, we're going to talk about the game uh, and also talk about kind of our upcoming schedule and what uh, what may and may not happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll kind of share that, but Jimmy, tell me your thoughts on the game. What do you think? Well, um, for one, apologize for, (laughs) um, and I've already apologized, but I went at some people on Facebook and Twitter, so sorry, I'm over it. Um, anyway, um, one thing I saw that I don't know if I'd say is encouraging, but somebody said, you know, obviously this is six in a row. But uh, the three losses for, and somebody said, and this was one of those reasons that I got into somebody on Twitter, but they said, Trost lost three, Riley lost three. Well, Riley lost three by, like, a combined 68 points in three games, point differential. Yeah. Frost's three losses have been by 12. Yeah. Three, three, and six. And, you and know. really last, the last minute. The last two years before this year, they made field goals right at the end. And then this year, we obviously had the ball down by you know, six points with a chance to win the game. Yeah. Before a fumble interception, whatever you want to call it. Well, so. before a blown block. And yeah. So uh, here, here's my take on the game. So there's no – it's hard to bring up positives in a loss. It's hard to stay positive, this again, this season. Uh, but it's still, kind of a, it's still kind of a crapshoot because of everything that's been going on. We didn't have spring ball. There's a lot of, a lot of disadvantages to a lot of teams. And, and the fact that we are, again, one of the youngest teams in the Big Ten, we have – um, I think at any point in time, six to seven freshmen on the field on offense at any point in time, freshmen, redshirt freshmen. So we're, these guys really – spring ball really would have been a, a, a good thing for our young guys, and they didn't get that. So, uh, yep. you know, we came into that game. I thought we looked pretty good. Um, I was not um, overly impressed. I'll check your volume on your phone again. Yeah. Um, was not overly impressed with um, Iowa. Here, we'll just see if we can fix the, fix the volume here, Ross. I'll turn it off silent mode. Uh, normally, I put it on silent mode, so if anybody calls me or anything, you, uh, yeah. it doesn't go off. But uh, All right. the volume was fine. So, I so, so back to so Iowa. I, I was not impressed with Iowa. No, and, you know, going in, um, and this was one of the things I had said to Jason, was, um, you know, I thought they'd run us off the field. Only because of our the way we looked the week before. In a game that we should have been hyped up for, yep, um, against Illinois and got you know got blown off the field, and Iowa had improved three weeks in a row, winning pretty significantly against yeah. um, their la- in their last three games. So I thought we would be lucky to hang in there, and our run run defense played really well, especially in the first half. Um, They're averaging like seven yards per rush throughout the season, and we held right. them to three yards a game. Right, right. So. That was that was good to see. I know, like you said, it's hard to take a lot of positives, but uh, you know, having the lead at halftime. Um, yeah, we had the lead, yeah we had yep. the lead at halftime, and then you know coming out in the second half, I thought maybe we didn't make as much adjustments as you'd still like to see, but probably more so than we have. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's, that's Iowa a very was good able point. to run the ball a little bit. Better in the second half, but um, you know Adrian looked a lot better than he has. We, you know, it's tough because 
from it's almost week to week on who I think should, the quarterback should be because you know I was saying pull Adrian and put Luke in and then we you know we did and and we won a game and then he plays the next game and is and it's the same thing pull him and put Adrian in and Adrian comes in and looks and looked much improved than he has the whole rest of the season so far so yeah we were tied at half um yeah, yeah, and then we and scored. Yeah, we, we scored. scored yeah. Take the That's what I was thinking. So here, here's the thing: it's um, Adrian. Adrian's a quarterback. He's not the he's not the guy you're going to put into another position and, and let him play another position. It's got to be Luke. And I think you need both those guys on the field at the same time. Now, Adrian played really well. What eighteen of twenty on passing? I mean, yeah, at, at least at one point we didn't time, have yeah. we didn't have any turnovers until the very last play of the game. But again, he a guy came unblocked, untouched. Um, not untouched, but the, our guy barely touched him. I think it was uh, Farniak, maybe, um, or it might have been Piper. Uh, might have been Piper. But um, again, it's one of those things where that that's not really his fault when he's getting ready to throw the ball and a guy comes untouched, yeah. and that that's hard for him when he's looking down his receiver to try to make that pass. But I thought his passing was much better. I mean, oh, yeah. shoot, we we had a third and twenty three that we converted. Yeah, when was the last time we converted <laughs> a third and more than five or six yards? I mean, it's it's unprecedented. And that that pass, he put it in one spot, and that one spot is where Allen could catch it. Yeah, and I mean, I was I was like, holy shit, he caught that ball. I couldn't believe it, um, and I was excited. I'm like, okay, was he in? And it showed the replay. And I couldn't. The guys that were announcing like, I don't see a foot down. I'm like, do you not see his left toe tap the turf? Like, it looked pretty obvious to me on TV. But and of they course, called it a catch on the field. They so com- they confirmed it. They did and confirmed a first down. Right. So it was it was pretty crazy. Um, but I, I feel like we need to see more of Adrian at quarterback. I think he's been probably playing with a chip on his shoulder. Um, and that probably helped him come in and play like he did. He ran the ball well again when he took off to run. He actually had some runs that were actually passes where he took off and ran and were good gains. Um, some people think that he's not waiting long enough to get it to an open receiver, but yeah. let's get our receivers open faster then if that's the problem because our our offensive line was garbage in that game. They were yeah. so bad. Well, and that's why you haven't been able to see much of a run game uh, over the last few weeks. I know we've got some guys hurt at the at that position, but um, you know it's it's tough to kind of talk about every week. But between running backs and wide receivers, there's just not a lot to to choose yeah. from. I mean, Wandale's going handoff to end around to you know he's got to try to do it all. Yeah, and you know there's guys like Betts that have stepped up uh, that. Deserve probably he, to play. A he had bit that more. same little that sweep same again. Little sweep play, and we talked about how we should do that. Whether it's a decoy or, you know, yeah. just a a good type of formation. But kind of difficult to hear if there's guys maybe leaving um, in the middle of the season. I mean, you're talking yeah. if Fleming leaves or if he's leaving. I mean, he was a he was one of the best looking receivers as a true freshman that we've had yeah so if you, guys, if you guys haven't seen if you guys are on twitter uh fleming is uh he put his huddle video out there so i would hear i would expect to hear something that uh, uh he's going to be leaving the team he's in the transfer portal really soon uh we lost okay. delancey as well um again during the game the delancey during the during the illinois game was tweeting out basically saying we suck 
Um, you know, that's not a team guy. That's not someone I want on the Huskers. If no. you're tweet, tweet, if you're tweeting out or, or on Instagram talking trash about the own, the team you play for, you don't belong on the team. Get out. I guarantee that Frost and so, so the teammates probably saw it. I guarantee Frost or coaches know about it, and I guarantee he was presented, hey, you know, tell us about this, or hey, we're gonna hand down consequences. And he's like, peace. Well, Florida yeah. guys, it's Florida guys. We've lost sure. almost all of our Florida guys mm-hmm. that are recent commits. Yeah, I mean that was kind of a nice little. He didn't. Even, he didn't hop on the field. Well, most of those guys didn't, and a lot of those guys didn't even either come to campus yep. or maybe they had like two spring practices and then and then we're gone. I, so yeah. Well, and and here's the deal. We just I I was telling you about this earlier. I think what the problem is, and you see this in a lot of programs, is guys come in. They're number one in their high school. And they're the best player. They're, they're hot shit. They get to a college where they're no longer the best player on the team. Right. And, and they have to wait even, to play. And you don't even have to be on an Alabama or, you know, even somewhere, somebody middle, middle of the pack. Like, I mean, if you're really good, like a Wandale Robinson, you mm-hmm. can come and play right away as a true freshman. A lot of guys, you're, size-wise, you're like, some of these guys are four or five years older than you. Yeah. And they have so much more weight on them than on themselves than you do. So there's got to be time for you to redshirt or hit the weight room and come up to speed with just the college game. I mean, you could play for Kansas, probably one of the worst college football programs, and you might be able – I mean, yeah. there's probably a better chance you could get on the field on a team like that pretty early on. But even then, you're talking about – Somebody that might be 22 years old, 20, you know, whatever. Yeah. And have four inches on you and 35 pounds at a wide receiver position yeah. or whatever. So Yeah, and it's, it's guys that aren't willing to wait their turn. Uh, Fleming was getting playing time, too. I don't know what happened in the last couple of weeks because we haven't really seen him. I thought it was maybe an injury or maybe it was COVID. Um, right. But, you know, get if you're not seeing playing time, you know, wait your turn. Look at guys like uh, Dismute getting out there and getting his turn. The dude's balling out. He's playing. He's having a good year. Well, yeah. I mean, Miles Farmer. Um, I, I don't know. You can go down the line of guys. Even like Darian Daniels. You know, yep. he had some guys kind of step it. He seemed like two years ago he played a little bit. Last year there were some other guys that stepped in. Damian and like his his brother. So or do I yeah, mean yeah, Damian? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. I got the names backwards. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean <laughs> it's one of those things that. And I, it was the same way when I played sports. When you got to an, the next level, mm-hmm. you were a rookie type player, and guys were vets. And unless you were really, unless you were really, really, really freaking good, you had to buy your time. Well, and if you're not going to buy it, then show that you're better. Yeah. So if something's missing there. Don't I, I don't care. You guys are going to go. Sure. A lot of people think that's a problem with the culture. I think it's actually a problem with the players, not so much the culture, because the guys that are there. I mean, you got uh, Cam Taylor Britt crying at the end of that game. Um, Obviously, Cam Taylor's, you know, he's upset about his own muff on muffing that punt. Right. But he had a good game otherwise. He's shutting down the receiver, and he played really good corner. But that one play, of course, that hurts him. He feels like he let the team down. That That's a culture thing right and there. That, that sucks because it was, a, it was a crucial time in the game. We finally got a three and out. You put somebody back there that you trust. And obviously, he makes a mistake, and that just seems kind yep. of the way Nebraska's Nebraska football is gone. Um so it is what it is, but uh, you, I hated seeing it happen as a fan of the yep. team, but also as a fan of Cam Taylor Britt's because yeah. the guy works his ass off. He's been and, playing really well. And so, 
Um, Ross said, you know, kids these days don't want to work for it. They just want to be given to them. And that's why I kind of mentioned, you know, they come in as as freshmen. They came in off as a, maybe the number one player in their high school, maybe even number one play, one of the best players in the state. And then they get to a college where they got guys that are just as good, if not better than them, but they still just expect to be handed it to them. And, well, because their tape's out on Twitter yeah. and everybody calls, says well, how good they are. And, and maybe nobody ever, you know, said, you know, dude, like – Maybe you shouldn't be tweeting during a game. Maybe you shouldn't be like. Maybe no one has really held them accountable for their actions, and now they're doing stuff they shouldn't do. Like, you know, if there's videos you know, on Twitter, like Tom Spadoni, who's ball, you know, balled out this year. I mean, that doesn't mean that people just see that and then it's like, oh wow, I'm gonna be really good. I yeah. can just go and kind of coast you through. Go and perform which I still. 100 think that he is gonna bust his ass because he's even talked about some of these guys on on social media mm-hmm. and kind of questioning it not questioning it whether he wants to still come yeah. but like you what know. are you doing <laughs> yeah like um i'm yeah, not gonna be doing anything like this <laughs> type yeah. of thing so um you know and here you know a couple of people are asking about cam jergens man that's that's just a tough thing like if if you guys watch and there's you know the the video i don't know if you saw the video of the coach clapping on the sideline which it most certainly was happening and let's just say kirk ferentz was probably told telling that coach to do it kirk ferentz denied it after the game and talked for maybe like five ten minutes on the subject and it's like oh we're gonna worry about what i'm wearing next like for one i think kirk ferentz is a is a douchebag i think he's a racist i think it proved in the off season i've never liked the guy as a coach um i continue to not like the guy as a coach i think he's arrogant um and arrogant for a guy that's been there for so long and their team continues to just be mediocre don't so, don't congratulations don't, don't get me fired up because this is what got me in trouble i know but so and so here's the deal it's his his coach did it there's video evidence of his coach doing it right and the problem is you still gotta snap the ball as a center because whether it's throwing him off on his timing that's fine he still snapped it at his knees well, his ankles and it's not like it's the first time that's happening exactly if that was the first time that that had happened to not just cam jurgens but any yep. center from our team because i know that there was something like that that happened with maybe michigan state a few years back with tommy armstrong was they had guys clapping or something yep um i don't really want to go too in depth about the whole thing but um i was kind of surprised they let off with Cam to continue on after. Um, but he did fine in the second half. And he, and he did. Uh, and he, we've talked about it. He's a really good offensive lineman, so it's really tough. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and so, you know, Dalton asked, you know, what's the problem? The problem is what if fans are in the stands? You know, the clap. I think the clapping changes when fans are in the stands because I think it's louder. And you right. probably don't hear that coach clapping no, in an empty stadium. But – but I don't think it's louder. Again, so I mean, it's still probably about the same. Yeah. Um, maybe not throwing the timing off, but still. But but again, but, it, I think on the one that he that he chucked at his ankles, that was probably more timing. But if you watch him snap the ball, he lifts it up and then goes backwards. He's not just going straight back, and well, that's that's part of the problem. And I mean, technically, if you do that. It's supposed to be kind of a penalty if you pick the ball up off the ground, but well, I, I mean, you pick it up and go back. That's yeah, fine. If you okay. pick it up and move it at any point in time, or pick it up and put it back right. down. But again, I'm not blaming the clapping on it at all. Uh, but it did happen. A hundred percent happened. I'm sure it happened if, more if than once. If this is the case, that then maybe he needs to change positions. Yeah. If he's not going to be able to do that. Yeah. I know people were pissed saying he was a high four scar recruit as a tight end, and we switched his position. Why did we do that type mm-hmm. of thing? Um, he's a big guy. 
And obviously yeah. he put on weight so to so be you play more of an offensive line, lineman. Yeah. But um, I think he's a really good lineman. Just <laughs> figure out how to snap the ball. Yeah. Um, Dan here says, I was not a very good team. They just wait for Nebraska to beat themselves, which they do every time. Yeah. That's pretty I mean, true. I still, I and mean, that's against anything. We beat ourselves all the time, and it's, it's been our MO yep. under Frost. Um, still have not seen any progress under Frost. You are what your record says right now. It's worse than Riley. Okay, I'm gonna, I had this argument with somebody yesterday on social media, and um, it kind of got, got me fired up a little bit, but I understand where people say that, you know, again, you are what your record is, yes. But you understand where Riley was in his second year, and the guys on his team were not guys he recruited. He's playing with Bo Pelini's guys who were, who were very good that year. That was by far the well, best class. and we had – you're right – but we also had a very weak schedule to start that year to where we got into the top ten. Yes. And we, we were number nine before losing to North, Northwestern, right? No, we were, we were number number eight or nine, and then was it? did we lose to – We lost to Northwestern at home, lose, I think. I was thinking we lost to Wisconsin in overtime, and we stayed in, like, the top ten, and then we played Ohio State, and Tommy Armstrong got hurt. Okay. And they blew us out. But, but either way, we had one of our best teams that year. We did. and uh, But we were also still beating Purdue, you know, beating crappy Purdue teams yeah. by ten, seven to ten points. Um, yeah. You know, that type of thing. Uh, anyway, I didn't – go back to your point about you got into it with somebody. But, yeah, and I just – I kept trying to let them know, like, hey, I understand what you're saying, but – to say there's no progress, I, I don't. I, I get what a lot of people are seeing, but that's not what I'm seeing. And they're like, give me examples of progress. And I said, okay, okay I will. And so I've got my, one, so go ahead. So my examples were our linebacker, our defense in general, but our linebackers for sure have improved. Our defensive, defense. line, our defensive line and our rush defense has been fantastic this year. Again, throw, throw out the Illinois game, but our, our rush defense has been great. Our linebackers have been great. Um, our tight ends have been used quite a bit, and they've been really good. We can finally kick field goals, which yep. is good. Our punter can kick the ball pretty far, but, again, our special teams our special has been teams kind of a weak great. point the last three games, we but they started off good. But there, there's been improvement. I think the culture has definitely improved, but I think people really need to look at who's on our team from – uh, age standpoint too because we have one again I've said it before one of the youngest teams if not the youngest team in the Big Ten and these guys maybe not next year but in year five of Frost we should be a nine and three team without it to me without a doubt so just my my opinion one one thing I would take away is as far as the difference I know you can say Frost has a worse record than Riley a lot of the Riley losses were blowout losses. Mm-hmm. And how many one loss or one score losses have do we have under Frost? I mean, have to double digits probably. Yeah, I mean, 10 or 11, I 10 and 19, 10 and 20, whatever is whatever. I'd say probably 8 now. of those games. I mean, 7 or 8. A third a third of those games probably if not more. Um, and, and that that comes down to you know, ironing out some of those smaller details so that, you know, it is Big Ten football, and it a lot of times is comes down to a one-score game or who makes the least amount of mistakes and penalties and different things like that. So um, obviously that type of stuff needs to be cleaned up. But I see that is the gap has shrunk, in my opinion, yeah. as far as where we're at against some of these teams. Yes, you can say we lost 30 by 35 points to Ohio State. I personally would say that game was a lot closer than that. Um 
Just as far as but, what yeah. we were what we were showing. Yeah, I mean, field. look, I said it earlier. The amount of point differential Riley had between against Iowa than Frost does. Yeah, and you know, you again, go down the line with teams. About yeah, and we don't want to settle for just losing by less. I hundred um, percent agree. I, I don't. But, but, but if you're been saying said, that there's a worse record, I can understand that. Yeah. But I'm also saying it's trending. In the right way, in the right direction. And this this year is really hard to and it's this really year hard this to judge. I mean, it's, it's just this it's year, so hard. In general, you talk about any conference, yeah, about any, I any mean, any sport. Would the Dodgers have won the World Series in a 162 game season? Maybe, but maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Would LeBron be a champ in the Lakers? Who knows? But who really cares? It's basketball. Um, but you know, Rodney asked how much longer. I don't know what his question is because it's incomplete. Um, Frost will be fine. We do need a new defense coordinator. We need to go back to a 4-3 defense. Again, I don't know if I'm I'm going to rush on the D coordinator yet. I think it's Shenander well, with the improvements we made this year. Right. Uh, he's got at least and, a couple more years. And we've we've kind of But I do like the 4-3. That, that you know, we would like to kind of run more of a 4-3 defense. Um but let's just kind of look back at like the last 20 years and yep. how quickly we've changed coaches, coordinators, um, and obviously there's, there's times that that has to happen, Yeah. but how frequently has it happened where, you know, under Riley and he was probably pressured. I, I actually do kind of feel bad for the guy because he came in and after a year it was, Hey, you need to change offensive coordinators. You need to change defensive coordinators. Yeah. Um, you know, Diaco comes in and we pay him this money and then he's gone after a year. So, yeah. I mean, Thank God. <laughs> it, we'll be seeing him this weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think if you're going to give this this whole Frost deal as much time as the plan is to give them, you got to give it. Yeah. And, and fans and if, want and it? If after year five, Frost says, you know what, this maybe we do need to make a change on offense, on defense, whatever. Well, I, I, I slightly disagree with that because I think there's coaching changes that need to be made after this year. And, well, and there could be. I, I'm talking Chenander. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I think he's bought himself some more time because of this year because of, because it is a short year. It's an awkward year, which that may be said for all the coaches, but I do think a lot can be said for the defense and the, the improvements we made this year. Our run defense has been fantastic. That's been a killer for us. Over the over the years, and our rush defense this year has been great. Again, Godson's a great running back. He's a real as much as I hate to say it and hate Iowa. He's a great running back. He's had a good year. When you're averaging seven yards a carry, then you go in and average three yards a carry. Sure, he still ran for 111 yards, but he was getting 111 right. yards and a half in in the last three games. So yeah. he is he's good. And we stopped him, I and mean, we played really well that game. The run, the rush D did not kill us. So um, I would love to go back to a four-three defense. I think there's some advantages of a three-four. And Urban Meyer actually talked about this on the Big Noon kickoff about the advantage of a three-four and why it's so difficult to defend. But I, we have to do better. Um, and we see it. At, we see it at times. We see where we throw different blitz packages at the other team, and it works. And it works really well. And that's why a three-four is hard to defend because you can throw so many different packages right. on a blitz, or you can fake a blitz, and then you got four guys dropping back, and you got you got eight guys that, that are on defense at that point, and three guys trying to get to the QB. So there's advantages, but there's also disadvantages. Right. I see the the biggest disadvantage, at least 
in the eye test mm-hmm. over the last few years is just lack of pa- just lack of pass rush. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know if that, you know, like you said, you can bring guys from different places, but having more guys up front, being yeah. able to get more of a push, um, whether it's on a handoff or you know quarterback dropping back. So and I think we have that comment. Ty Robinson again is playing. He's really huge, well. man. He's, Gosh, he's, so he's a lot big. bigger than I thought he and, was. Uh, we still got what Brand Banks to see defense. No, no he's, he's an offensive line. Okay. But I mean, shoot, even even Mahalo was like, "Wow, that that guy up front is like really big." And I'm like, "Yeah, he's a redshirt freshman." Yeah, he's he's huge. Um, and you know, Donnie makes a good point too. Here is you know this year or here, here John first. John says you know put some offensive playmakers back to receive punts, not safeties. Man, I said this right after it happened. There's so many teams that have one dedicated dedicated guy to receive punts. We don't have that. Put Alante Brown back there. Let him receive punts. He received kicks. Let him yeah. do punts too. We we don't need I, we don't need our safety, our defensive backs. I don't corner. If if he is if he's the one of the fastest guys, he's not built like a return guy. He's built like a, a defensive back, and that's yeah. that's his position. And I don't want him back there returning the biggest, kicks either. I mean. That's always the biggest. I'd rather knock. have Wandell. It's always the biggest. Well, but the thing is, they don't want him to get hurt. So I understand. They're already it. put him at running back. That's I mean. true. But the biggest knock about DBs is, you know, a lot of those kids play wide receiver and defensive back in high school. But a lot of times they can defend more better than they can catch. Yeah. Um, and so, so putting them back there. I say there, that's why you're on defense. <laughs> that's why you play defense. So um, putting them back there for. For kick return, I I agree with that. Yeah, um, I, we got we got plenty of guys out there. There should I think be that plenty of guys out there that you could put out there to return kicks. Yeah, so I hope that that's something maybe would change in the next couple games, uh, and definitely hopefully next year we we see uh, an actual dedicated guy to return punts. I agree with you, John. Uh, Donnie says this year's a wash. They need to open the playbook wide open and throw it all over the yard. Yes, I mean, I, 100%. Yes, I love that. Again, guys aren't losing eligibility. So you're talking about freshmen. They don't, they don't have to worry about a redshirt year. They can they can play that's, every game. They could have played they could have played every game, but we still have a couple games left, maybe so three. So the the interesting thing about that is is that is that why some of these kids want to transfer? Because if they think if they transfer somewhere else that they can play right away next year? Maybe. I don't know. But again, I think it's just if that's part of the that. case. Do you know how many people how many people are going to be in this transfer, oh, the transfer portal? Portals, it's already a mess. It's, it's going to be a bigger is. mess. Gonna be a bigger mess, but um, but yeah, I mean, I I think we need to get more and more guys on the field as much as possible. I think we've done, seen a lot of guys playing their first rounds of the game in special teams, um, on whether it's on kick return or uh, or punt return or, or kickoff or punt uh, punt special teams. And that's great. We're getting them in the game, but I think we. I would love to see some of these guys. Like Noah Paul Gates. Yeah, I saw he tweeted something well, yeah, out. Paul Gates has been playing, and uh, he's been playing a lot on special teams, but uh, yeah. Like to get his feet wet. Yeah, and, and there, there's guys like Purdue. Maybe we'll see a couple more get in this game this year. But again, yeah, I absolutely agree, Donnie. Get him in the get him in the game, and again, open the playbook. Let's just throw it all out there and see what happens. Because right now, you're again this this year sucks. We're not going anywhere. We're not winning the Big Ten. Like, open it up. No, Let's see. Do not... do everything you possibly can against Purdue. And if we play against Minnesota, we'll get in that to that in a little bit. And then if we get one more game in at the end of the year against crossover, like let's just throw it all out there, do what we can to win the game, and show some of our young talent, and, and get it done. Alante Brown, we got to see him on Saturday. He had a, I think it was an end around, or he had a short little pass he took out. I think he had five or six yards. I mean, the guy, he's not the fastest kid, but again, he's he's a freshman. He's a true freshman. 
get get him get these guys in the game. And well, and see what we can do. We, you know, we've said we we like Scott um, running the ball, but when Ramir Johnson got in there, I I, I think I Ooh, liked yes. him a little bit more to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's maybe a little faster, uh, just a little bit shiftier. I know Scott's kind of a he's kind of a small, he's a bulkier thick, guy, kind yeah. of a bulkier guy. Um, see him, you know, like to see him both kind of one two punch type of a thing. Uh, I don't know what the status for Mills is, or if Ronald Tompkins is still, you know, yep. if they're just saying, hey, this year's kind of a push anyway, let's just get you. Yeah, well, remember, let's he just came you. off of surgery, too, so he could be exactly. dinged up and just kind of getting back. So maybe he maybe he is going to take the rest of the year off and just kind of get 100% to play next year. Who knows? Uh, Ross says, uh, just don't believe a 3-4 will work in the big. And that's, I think, the biggest thing is, you know, they're coming from – um, UCF, where their big goal was, I don't care how many points we've got, as long as we score more and we get turnovers. Now, we, we've been getting more turnovers this year than we have probably the last two, three years combined. Probably, which is another thing. Uh, we've getting more sacks as well. We've been putting a lot of pressure on, on the quarterbacks with a lot of blitz packages. Doman is still a beast. Um, we'll talk about our linebacker corner a little bit because I love talking about them. Uh, but I, I do oh, agree. Sorry, I, just going to the linebackers real quick. Really cool that uh, they got a pass to have Colin Miller go to the game. Yes, Colin Miller got to travel. He got to travel. That's cool. Anyway. Absolutely. Um, But, yeah, again, UCF, completely different here in the Big Ten in a way we need to play defense. So I do think a 4-3 works better in the Big Ten than a 3-4. So we'll see what happens. Um, You know, maybe that changes along the way. Who knows? Um, That just requires more linemen. (laughs) And we don't have that right now. So Yeah, it does. We'll see. Um, Donnie, this this isn't the Frost offense from UCF. Um, he you know he's an alum. Uh, someone else pulling the chains on Frost. Yeah, it's again, it's it's not UCF offense, and I don't think we'll I don't think we'll be UCF offense in the Big Ten. We don't want to be the UCF offense because it's just not going to work in the Big Ten. Defense is better in the Big Ten. Yeah, it it would probably be a little harder to. I know we want to go up tempo, and I like when we do, but. I feel like you, you just can't have your defense on the field for so so much time in a game. No, and not they, not when not when other offenses are running fourteen plays, yeah. like like a Northwestern and in Iowa. They are and even Wisconsin at times they're very good at running the clock so, and running time because they know they can slowly incrementally move down the field. And Nebraska has to learn how to do that. Or if we're going to score, at least take some time off the clock so our defense can well, stay on the field and, for a little bit longer. Okay. I hear so many things left and right. Um, you know, they want to do this and they want to do that, and this is what they did, and this is how they want to do it. But we're not doing that, and we're not going to be able to do that if we're not going up tempo. But I mean, you can score thirty-five points in the first half, yep. and then your defense is completely crushed the yeah. second half because they're just dead. So I don't know. Yeah, and I think what we're seeing now Gotta is kind of figure out some type of a balance. And we're not seeing balance right now. We're seeing our defense do their job and our offense coming up short. And it's been a story of this year. And yeah. last year was a little bit different. And the year before, our offense was much better than our defense. So we've seen a switch. Now we've yeah. got to get – we have to get balance. We have to get it, to our offense. It seems like that has been the case for a long time, that uh, the offense will be good and the defense won't. <laughs> and then our mm. defense actually is good. The offense struggles. Yeah. It's pretty frustrating. But Yeah, so so we got work to do, and we know it. Uh, Scott knows it. Nobody wants to win more than Scott Frost wants to win. 100%. Nobody – and I – and a lot of people put way too much time and effort in listening to the press the press conference after the game. These reporters will ask these same questions over and over again. 
Um, so, you know, how do you feel about the penalties and this? That's asked every game, and guess what? He says the same damn thing every time. People are like, oh, same old, same old. We keep on hearing the same thing. Yes. We, oh, we Bo know. Pelini said the same thing. It man. is. And, 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 you know. But we're, we're losing these games because we aren't disciplined. That is, the, that is the biggest crutch for Frost is because of the discipline. And, yeah, part of that is coaching, but part of it is just the players. Like, the false start, like, that's not on the coaches. That's a play. That's a mentality, and that's we got to figure out why that mentality is there, and why we keep getting so many damn false stars penalties. Why we get so many the holding penalty that killed us after like a forty yard gain or something like that's that killed our drive, right. and we ended up having to punt that ball away, and we didn't get it, and it's that is just hurting us so bad in these games. Yeah, there's got to be. I know my dad used to ref the practices back in the nineties on Friday before <laughs> the home games, yep. and Osborne would tell them. Call it as tight as possible. If you even, for a split second, think somebody moves on that offensive line, yep. flag them, and I'll rip their ass. And they never got false start penalties because they held them accountable in practice. And so I'm not calling Frost out on that or yeah. anything, but, um, you know, get it in their heads. And I know it's tough because, especially nowadays with social media, these kids are going on and seeing what people are saying. <clears throat> yeah. And so then that gets in their heads. And then they get on the field and they want to be perfect. And they're, yeah. they're trying trying to be perfect. And sometimes that can hurt you more than help you. So Yeah. And Ralph says, you know, Scott wants to win too. Have a whole state that's barking about winning. Uh, that that's, it changes, you, you know, changes your playbook and talent. And it's a double-edged sword. I, I, he's playing with – absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah. Zom, welcome to the show, Zom. Hey, Nick. Glad to have you this year. Uh, team's way too undisciplined to win close games. So it is 11 of those games we've lost by one possession. I thought it was 11. Um, I told you. It was and in those half. games, in those games, it's the crucial penalties and badly timed turnovers. 100%. And that's been that's been a killer for us, and we have to, You're we talking, have to get over that hump. When you start the game and you go on, like, a long drive and you get in the red zone and then you take a penalty or two mm-hmm. and end up either with no points or three points. Yep. And then you lose by three points or you lose by a touchdown. I mean, that's the difference right there. And when Duncan – God, I want to punch that kid in the face. Right. When, he, when he missed that field goal, right away I'm thinking, boom, we're going to come down, we're going to score, we're going to win by one point. Right. Like this is – That would this be is sweet, sweet revenge Sweet revenge after that. from last year. From, and I just wanted to see our entire sideline blow him a kiss. Yeah. Uh, I was really looking forward to that. And we were moving the ball. Adrian was moving the ball really well down the field. And I'm like, all right. We're going to do this. Adrian's going to get us a TD right. here, and he's passing the ball well. He's running the ball well. Um, Ross even said one of the most complete games we've had. Absolutely it was. Just those little mistakes again, but I thought we were going to do it. And then we miss a block, one block. Yeah, he, come, one, he, he comes a, almost untouched, and uh, boom, he's hit and fumbles. Yeah, I mean, one play mistake that uh, pretty much steals the game. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Zom, there. Yeah. Um, We've, we've got to figure out a way to win those types of games, mm-hmm. make a couple less mistakes, and maybe the other team makes more mistakes. Or we're Because the one, a lot or... of these teams don't make mistakes. Yeah. They don't take bad penalties. They're very disciplined, like Northwestern, Iowa. Um, however, I will get to one point that I text you about. Uh, we'll get to, their, to that in a minute. But, yeah, we need to just – and that's what Frost's been saying for three years, unfortunately. Is we just got to yeah. – those penalties and mistakes, we just got to clean them up. But, yep, absolutely. Um, 
real quick, I'll touch on this. I sent you a text about this. I talked to somebody else about this, and then they sent me some mm. crazy article about it too. Um, when our players are kicked out of the game for targeting, and then they have to miss the next half of a game two weeks later because we, yep. one of our games doesn't happen. For you know, one of them was bad, but one of them was kind of incidental. Whatever you want to say, but when these these offensive linemen like happened in the in the Iowa game, they have a cheap, dirty clip on offense, taking somebody out. It looks bad. Guys yeah. get hurt off of it. That type of stuff, and it's just fifteen yards. I mean, is there some way they can that somebody can take a look at that and those those guys could get suspended? Dude, they they they. I guess that, they... that's worse than. A bang bang play where you jump up to try to tackle somebody and your yeah. helmet's hit. You're you're diving at somebody. And you're diving at their knees. That, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. At a defenseless. It's the same thing. It's yeah. a defenseless player. Yeah, and so, that was that was bad. I mean, they they got called for that, but again, they got called for it. Yeah. But to me, it is dirty. It is, and I was really pissed off yeah, about it. It's dirty. Um, you know, Zom says that you know every time we get a bad penalty or bad play, it seems that we can't overcome it. You know, like the muff punt, we get a three and out, we have a muff punt, and he said, you know, it's it's over. I said the same thing after we muffed the punt. I said that's game. I did too. Even though we still had an opportunity to win the game, I just I had a feeling like that's game because our defense did their job, and then we have one bad thing happen, and, and then it's on our side of the field, and then they couldn't overcome. Then it. they get points off of it. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I mean that that hurt us, and uh, no one, everyone knows that, and nobody knows it more than Cam Taylor. Um, and let's talk a little bit about Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin. These three teams, I'll tell you what, their offensive line is so good that they never hold the defensive <laughs> line. They never do it. They don't. They have zero penalties. All- Dude, that drives me nuts. Their game-tying touchdown, if you were, if you see the replay, of that, if you watch the replay, they're holding our guy. I mean, it's very – yeah, we all shifted over. The guy made a good cutback. But our guys are being held. We're trying to come back, and one guy's being held. And the guy's on the ground pulling him down and holding him to – that's – Well, the and it, the, the more frustrating part about it is it seems like we get called every time we do that. Yeah. That'll kill a drive like we've just talked about. But I, I'm with you. Um, well, let's talk about our holding. That killed our drive. That was a 10-yard penalty. It was way behind the play. Oh, yeah. Well, Our guy was already was off already and going. It was, what was it, 36, well, okay. 40 yards? It was a long run. So And it was weak. They, and, and I didn't know if they called it on the wrong guy because there was a – there was I can't remember who, who They called it called. on 53. They, they called on Jurgens. They might have called it on Jurgens. But he was behind Adrian. And then – But I think it was whoever is – it, is it Hickson or is it Piper? Um, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, those, it wasn't far enough. Whichever it was, one of those were, was whoever's, in the on the game. Right, whoever's on the right side. Well, Piper's on the right side. Okay, but, that's Piper. Um, so, at 56? I think so. So, he, uh, and I thought that they called it on the play, that, or whoever mm-hmm. the player was behind. Yeah. And I said, oh, I could kind of see where they might call that when they kind of had showed the replay of it. and But then... They showed it and it was like no. Yeah, they they called the wrong number because the 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 so, play the play that so I don't know play, what they called it or who they called it on or what, but I think it was Piper behind the play. And again, that, if you're gonna call that, 
there were some very obvious holds in the offensive line for Iowa that they missed. And there was one that they had an end around that got them like 26 yards on a run. And the wide receiver was holding our DN. I think it might have been Boodle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was holding him, pulling him down. And we you get could called see for it. that pretty easily. And again, too, not so. called. Um, and again, these penalties aren't necessarily going to change the game. But at that point in time in the game, they changed the momentum. They changed the way the game plays out. For sure. And those hurt that those hurt Nebraska. And again, talked about this before. Offensive lines never hold against Nebraska ever, ever. They never do. That's funny. Never. I think we've only had one this year, um, and I think in the last since we've been in the Big Ten, maybe six total. Really? Maybe. The first one happened, I think, was last year or two years ago when Minnesota had an offensive holding on their line against us. Wow. And that might have been two years ago, but very few times have we had offensive holdings calls against our defense, which isn't right. You know it's happening. When we have it happen all the time, and half the time we have it happen, it's BS or it's like it happened on Saturday. The officials this year have been the worst I've seen in college football in general. They've been absolute garbage all across the Big Ten, not just Nebraska. It's, It's all across it's all yep. across officiating. Yeah, I agree. Um, Donnie says <laughs> officials in pro and college are just getting ridiculous. Um, Big has the worst officials I've seen so far this year. I mean, we're talking about the Pac-12 is awful. I think the Big Ten has been worse so far. The, uh, Dehan Meredith here, welcome to the show. They never hold because we never get a pass rush. Um, you know, I again, I disagree with that because you see holdings all the time on their run play. Um, I, I feel what you're saying, though. And, I mean, we don't, but... We don't get that many, but could that be a little bit because – and, yeah, I mean, it's easy to say that. There, there, there's this guy on social media on Twitter. His name is Chaz. He lives down in Arizona. I don't know what his role is. I don't know if he used to be a coach or if he used to – what his role is, if he used to work with Nebraska. But he always goes back and runs clips of the game, and he, and he shows in full speed and slow-mo. He shows uh, snapshots. And he, he runs the entire game and does this on Twitter. And it's pretty cool because he'll point out the good, the bad, the ugly, the missed calls, uh, the calls on Nebraska, the good and the bad. Again, he, he does all this, and you're watching. It's like, man, like I saw that in the game. They didn't call it. Um, again, I'm not saying that's why we lost. I'm not at all. I'm saying that it's being no. missed, and it, it happened against Northwestern too. They never got a hold against us, but they were missing holds on their offensive line. A team like Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin, who runs the ball very heavily, you're going to have holding. You're going to have holding on almost every call, every play in college Even if football. you do have a really good offensive line, which most of those teams do yep. have. But it's not called when we play right. these teams. And, uh, you know, officiating has just been awful this year all year round. I've seen officials place the ball a yard and a half ahead of where guys – land and then they don't review it or you know we saw it in the game against illinois where we didn't get three reviews that we should have had right and i told you i talked to my dad about that and um you know that particular situation i think was the replay guy yeah and which my dad is not part of that he is kind of a part of that but he doesn't have a say in what calls are made he just is a middleman and he said, every single game I've ever worked, when there's a scoring play, I run out on the field, and I make eye contact with the official, and when they buzz me down and say, scoring play is confirmed, then he holds up whatever, and then they confirm it. And he said, multiple times in that Illinois game, he would run out on the field and he'd say, are we confirmed? And the guy would just be like, yeah, sure. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. We'll go with it? Yeah. And he was like, you know, those missed, missed calls, missed plays. I mean, that's on the officials on the field. Yeah. But they can still buzz down from what I understand. Yeah, they so, should be able to. I don't know. Anyways, um, Ross does say that maybe we get more holding calls because we do have a running QB. Line does seem to hold more because of that. And what's funny is we our, our crutch on the offensive line has been more false starts and the bad snaps than it has holdings. Yeah. Uh, but the holdings that we have had have come at the worst possible time. That's true. In the games. Uh, have really killed us. But, um, again, our offensive line needs improvement. Uh, we need improvement across the entire 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 game. But one place I do not think that our, our – uh, sometimes we do, but for the most part, our linebacker core has been incredible. You right. mentioned it, Colin Miller being there, being a supportive guy, yelling, jumping up and down. Oh, yeah. He was so excited to, to cheer on his team. He's a captain. And in sh- the times they showed him, uh, he's been, he was having a good year up until uh, his injury. Um, but Doman, Honus, I, I would really holy cow. certainly hope, and I don't know if he redshirted or what, how that works, but if he could come back for next year, that would be amazing. I, I think I think he's done. I think he probably is too. I don't, I don't think he'll risk it uh, personally, unless he is one hundred percent good to go. But I talk, I mean, don't Honus. I mean, last year, I'm like, why the hell is he a linebacker? Like, why is he on this team? Why is he playing? I thought Honus was one of the most inconsistent players and one of the worst players we had a linebacker last year. He's been really good he's been this a lot year. Better. Reimer's good. He's gotten bigger too. Yeah. Reimer's good. Um, Reimer also had a terrible hit out of bounds. Uh, in oh, the first. Was terrible. That was just dumb. That was so stupid. Um, that was dumb. But he's got a lot of fire, a lot of energy. It, it happens, when you, especially when you've been frustrated for a few weeks. I know they talked about that. He was like five, but right? he was five so feet out of bounds. Out. It was so uh, but Reimer is a good guy for the future. Doman, Honus, those guys have been great for us this year. I love our linebacker core. Um, it, it's been exciting. And that's, I hope, hope we see that continued. Uh, with the guys coming in uh, right behind them. I hope maybe we see one or two of them still playing next year if they get an extra year of eligibility yep. and want to. And um, hopefully we can uh, see some improvement from Garrett Nelson. Um, Garrett Nelson just needs to attack. Yeah. He's way too hesitant. Seen, I think I think it's all up here in his head. I think what probably happened was the times he got to play last year, he he did. He just attacked. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm just going to go, go, go. And then I think they probably tried to um, kind of tweak that a little bit to where they want him to go, but they want him to be more in position. And now he's just kind of a little well, when he, hesitant. When he, when he got in last year, I think it was more just like, dude, go get the ball. Yeah. And now exactly. it's like, all right, now, now you're, you're actually, two. You've got to play position. Now you you're got, learning you gotta, offenses. You might have to defend a tight end on the outside. You might have, uh, you know, RPO and you got to make the right decision. And he's been a little hesitant. Well, hesitant as in, like, not making a decision at all. Yeah, <laughs> not that's touching what I mean. anybody. That's what I, mean. um, I still like Garrett, but he, he's got a long ways to go, I think. Um, we got him for a couple more years. Yeah, I like, a few I more like years. the kid a lot. I mean, obviously. He just he has to learn Small more to attack the ball. Um, uh, Dehan says, Big, biggest question of the night Will Omar Manning see the field next year, and will he be the offensive key to success? You know? That's. That's that's a million dollar Completely question. Completely unknown answer for million that. dollar question. My my thing with him, they 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 pointed to some mental health or at least yeah. health. Maybe not I, mental, but they say I health. I think they've kind of 
pointed that way without saying mm-hmm. that because um, they don't want to, you know, they yeah, don't want to talk about life. the kid's personal life. But I think that probably is the case. Yeah. Um, I see... I see him being a huge part of our success. Uh, I will say yes to that. I will also say that with a caveat of our offensive line, we have to have an offensive line that can pass block. That's um, the big. That's the biggest thing. So what I would say is, one thing that is kind of a big question mark, just as as a as a nation, as a sports, uh, especially college football, the spring is. The spring ball is still definitely probably up in the air. Yeah. So, because we don't know. I think there's more promise now just because there probably of the, is, there's probably a lot more the chance of a um, uh, vaccine. A, a vaccine. I want to say virus. Yeah. Chance of a vaccine being right. out well before that, which I think increases the chance of there being I, sports at 100 percent capacity next so year. So, what I think hurt a lot for this year, at least for us was you know we didn't make a bowl game last year and then we didn't really have spring ball so if we have spring ball next year then yes maybe omar manning's a little bit more familiar with things and playbook and can get up to speed and if they can do everything that they i know that it sounded like they pretty much had summer workouts and didn't really yeah you know veer off the path in that area but it's it's a lot different just working out and practicing yeah. than than playing the games. But if you can get a lot more reps, mm-hmm. then I think that can translate to success on the field. So. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things. Omar Manning has not been discussed for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people keep asking questions. Um, he's a JUCO guy. He's a big dude. I mean, he's a man among boys. He's a big guy. Um, he's he's a guy that's ready to play football. The question is: Is he mentally ready? Does he know the playbook? Is he ready? Is he really ready to go? And that's what I don't think anybody knows. I mean, um, co- he... coaches aren't talking about him. Um, I don't know. I don't follow him on Instagram. I don't follow any of the kids on Instagram. Um, but uh, apparently, he was on Instagram. You know, every now and again. I think he's been kind of quiet since because Twitter would tell me otherwise. Um, was he? Yeah. But, but people, just, people get, aren't talking about him get anymore. In any troubled. Um... Yeah, grades. I mean, there, there's a lot of different things that yeah. go into it. But, but I, I think he could be a big key to our success next year on field if we have an offensive line that allows our quarterbacks to not only throw the ball, but also our quarterbacks have that vision to make that downfield throw. We've had opportunities this year that we've missed a lot from both quarterbacks. Yeah. Between the two of them. It was a little better this last week. Between the two of them, Adrian's got a better arm. Luke does not have the arm strength, and that's that's the problem. Is we got to get him into a point, and that's why I'm questioning Mario a lot. Is we haven't seen our quarterbacks, including Luke. Now he's in year two as a redshirt freshman. We haven't seen. We should see that arm strength there. If it's not there, then he's not a quarterback. Frost says he's the future of of Husker football with the quarterback position, but we got to see a lot of improvement with his arm, unless we are going to be an option running team. If we're going to be yeah. an option running team, let's start doing it now because no better time than better the present. Start, better start bringing in some and fullbacks. Start, start putting your quarterback under center. Start bringing in some fullbacks. Full big guys, we got to change the way we – if that's if his mentality is McCaffrey's the future at quarterback, then was that just – again, I think we talked about last week, is that a message to Adrian that, hey, you better pick your shit up and we want you on the field. probably what I think, but – I think it kicked a little fire on him because he had a great game. but um, Much better game. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Um, 
Again, I'm always excited for Husker football, win or lose. Um, you know, we have a young team. I'm excited for the next couple of years. Um, people need to stop looking at Twitter and Facebook and following reporters that will post just a quote from Scott Frost or a quote from from anything in a press conference. Because instead, of, go watch the press conference. Watch what is said because then you get more context to the question, what was asked before that question, how that question came about why the response came out the way it did. Right. And way too many people look at Sam McEwen and these other guys and be like, oh, well, that's, a, that's the same old shit we hear every year. Well, yeah, but what was the context of it? What was he asking about specifically? What came before that? It, it, it drives people insane, and it drives well, me more insane that people buy into, again, and, the media that's putting it out there for clicks. And there's also people that are not fans of Nebraska or not fans of anybody that follow – Nebraska fan pages and literally just troll. Yeah. So and people get sucked into it. I, I didn't. I I, I typically don't. <laughs> but we have a mutual respect with the, some guys that run an Iowa page, and they were talking shit, and so that's why I got into <laughs> it. Uh, I wasn't trying to troll them. I was just. But the, just, they were very fighting back. They but, were very nice on our page because and they I, were, and I apologize <laughs> to them personally on their own pages yeah. and on their actual. Iowa page. Yeah. So and here's the thing: Iowa deserved to win because we screwed up, we messed up, we gave them that win. Uh, but again, I, I don't think they, I don't think they were a better team than Nebraska, but they were the better team yesterday um, because they they found a way to win and we didn't. Um, but talk about next week. Let's look into next week. We've got a few more minutes here. Um, we got Purdue. Um, Purdue is coming off a loss, coming to, off Rutgers. A loss uh, to Rutgers late in the game in the fourth yep. quarter. Rutgers came back and won. Rutgers did not have Noah Vedral playing. He was questionable before the game. They had uh, Sitkowski was a quarterback. Um, I wasn't sure if they just... Sitkowski had two two touchdown passes to start the game. Same person, corner of the end zone. Um, I don't think Vedral played at all that game. But... Um, Rutgers ended up winning that game. So Purdue, again, Purdue's kind of a struggling team. Um, yeah. I, I would equate them to Illinois as far as talent level, where they're at. They yeah. have, but they have two wide receivers, and Plummer can ball. Their quarterback's not bad. Yeah, I did see some people on Twitter saying but they that, got because uh, I didn't watch that whole game. Yeah, uh, I threw it on at the end. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to have to. I mean, we've seen how we played against Purdue over the last handful Any- of yeah. more years they're like, like uh, northwestern out yeah, to us yeah exactly um, it's gonna be a close it's gonna be a close game i can tell you that and it's nebraska so you can never just say yeah it's an automatic win right i now. mean purdue until we start per- showing it purdue open as a favorite yeah i mean one point favorite but still and, and purdue beat iowa so um again i think you know hopefully we go in with the same mentality we had against iowa hopefully we finish some of those drives hopefully um our our pass defense uh shows up because they're gonna pass it more than they run it. Yep. Um and then hopefully our offense figures out a way to finish drives and win the game. And that's our offense is gonna need to be there. We're gonna need to be and very sound on offense and defense when it comes to mistakes. It's gonna be one of those games where, you know, if they're gonna throw the ball more than they're gonna run it, that opens up the quarterback run game and we're gonna have to keep him in check. Yep. Um because that's yep. hurt us for a while. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. I again, they're a one point favorite. Of course, I'm taking Nebraska. I think we're gonna win outright. Um, I think so. I think I, we I, figure it out for this game. Um, I think we build off what we did against Iowa. Right. But we build think, off the positives and try to be mistake free. Hopefully, it's just uh, with such an unusual year and 
and both teams have kind of not been as great as they were expecting to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be another Big Ten dogfight, Big Ten yeah. West dogfight, I can tell you that. So The following week, Minnesota. Minnesota has 40, I don't know what the numbers are today, but 40 positive cases of COVID right now, right. 20 coaches, 20 players. They've been bit with COVID and injuries all year, um, and COVID is really bad right for them right now. I don't see us playing Minnesota in two weeks. I don't I think agree. we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna play that game. So I mean, we, it is. It's thirteen days from now. So like, but if they have guys it. out for twenty-one days, we're not. That's twenty exactly. guys and twenty coaches. Well, coaches might be back. Players won't. Yeah. Um, no, I even I even told you when you said you didn't think we'd be playing. I agreed. Yeah. So real quick, Donnie, thanks for tuning in. Huskers twenty-three seventeen. I like it. Um, so yeah, Minnesota. They're not gonna play this weekend. Um, I doubt they're going to play next weekend against us. I don't see it happening because so I do see those. So who are they supposed those. to play this week? I don't know who they play this week. But they already ruled it out? I, I don't know. I don't, uh, know who they, I don't know if they did or not, but there's no way. I mean, 20 guys and 20 coaches right. because coaches and players aren't going to be back. Players are going to be out for uh, the following week against us too. So um, I would imagine. So Or they're going to have more cases with more players. Well, and, you know, Bateman already opted out. after. You know, Opt- he opted out. Got opted an agent, back in. got money, opted back in, and now opted back out. And COVID, he said, was part of his reason, which may have been a good choice because now their team is riddled with it. But um, I don't see us playing Minnesota. So we may only have one game left uh, before we play a crossover. Um, which who even knows what that could so be So who like. knows if that even happens. Um, so hopefully this is not uh, one of our last couple shows of the year. Hopefully we get two or three more in. Um, but appreciate everyone guys joining us today. Um, I I don't got anything it, else. It sucks. The only thing I'd say, and I know we're, we're up on time here, but um, the only thing that sucks is, like, you know, if, if that Minnesota game can't happen, it's too bad we couldn't try to play somebody else that missed a game, yeah. and then we could play the crossover game. Good, like, you know what I mean? Good point. It's, it's not going to matter in the standings or anything. Good point. So. Is Minnesota going to screw Ohio State this next weekend? They could. <laughs> we so, already know Wisconsin can't play for the championship game, yeah. which they may have now with Wisconsin losing or with Northwestern. But Northwestern beat Wisconsin, yeah. so Northwestern would have to lose another game, and Wisconsin went out in the division. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but right. Ohio State now is two games down. If they have another game missed in Michigan, if Michigan just says, "Hey, we're going to screw you over," oh, because they're already uh, getting boat raised if they play. Yeah. So if, if Michigan, Michigan lost to Penn State, gave them their first win on the weekend, but if Michigan says, "Hey, we we have COVID." And decides not to play. We still have more time. Then now. Ohio State. That's three. That's yeah. three games they can't play in the you Big Ten Championship. You, you would be. Does that impact their ability to play in the college football playoff? Probably. If they only play six games. And they don't play a conference championship game. Probably right? the only thing that would. It just would depend on if some of those SEC teams have two plus losses with no conference championship appearance. You know, yeah. Texas A&M, Florida, Georgia, um, obviously Northwestern lost. Did you say Georgia? Georgia was at nine and Northwestern lost. Georgia's got two losses, though. They ain't getting I there. know. I'm oh, saying. Georgia's way overrated. Um, no, I'm just I, talking I about just, the teams that are hovering I know, around. I know. Um, I'd rather see a, a w- Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati or, BYU. or BYU. Agreed. Yep. We'll see. Um I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. But I don't. I think we got one more game and potentially a crossover game. I think that's all we're gonna get. Um, so take it what it is. Uh, try to see the positives in the game. Cheer on these boys. You know they they're still working hard. We have a lot of things to work on still as a team, as a coaching staff. Hopefully they see it every week. Um, Dehan, we we've we've discussed this once before. 
we'll have to get into it another time. We don't have time tonight, but yeah, should we leave the right. Big Ten? Um, short answer, yes and no. Uh, that's, that's my short, short answer short answer right now no um down the line maybe yeah so uh we'll, we'll try to get that on another show um uh, and if you watch one of our shows earlier this year i think we talked about it's it. just one of the, one of the early it's ones a, it's, a, it's a money contract thing we we can't we <laughs> can't leave right now but not yet so all right anyways that's all i got i'm matt i'm jimmy we are two average guys thanks for tuning in you guys have a good night we'll see you next week happy sunday happy monday enjoy your week hey.